table at our small town diner. Just five or six old men throwing out corny old one-liners. They pat the heads of children, give friendly nods to strangers. They sure seem quick to laugh, makes you think they're slow to anger. Those guys were frontline brothers, their lives depended on each other. They were soldiers long before they were men. Yeah, the ones that somehow survived came home, went on to build their lives, never charging us a penny for the debt we owe to them. But you can almost smell the gun smoke and the foxholes that they shed on the days they raise their coffins and toast the empty chairs. Plaza Direct King's Court starts now.
I've won and lost against the best. This old road's been a hell of a test. I'm still driving. I ain't slowing down. There's rules I love to break and bend. Mistakes I've made again and again. But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. I hit it hard, man. So far, man. No laying up, no holding back. And a good Tuesday morning, St. Louis and all parts northeast, south and west. We welcome you in. This is the Window World King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. It's the only place you can hear it live, but you can hear the podcast not too long after we're done. Right here on this website, KevinSlaytonShow.com, on Amazon, on Google, on Spotify, on Apple, on Anchor. We're everywhere. We're like a bad virus. We're like COVID. We're everywhere. Spread the good word. By the way, I know that on uh, Spotify, if you're listening to the replay to the podcast, you can uh, pause it where you are, and you can always come back right to that very spot. So that's a nice little acquisition, isn't it? Well, we have, as always, a lot to talk about Kevin Slayton with you on this Tuesday morning, second day of the week. Well, third day if you count Sunday, second day of the work week. I guess we have to count Sunday. They count it, the people who established the week, right? Remember when it used to be that you couldn't buy alcohol on Sunday and that that was just the way it was? I long for those days. I think we all do. Not just because of that, but because of everything. Instead, we're blessed with Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, Schiff, Bill Gates, CNN, MSNBC, man, did Satan take over this country? He must have. Our phone lines are always open for you, 636-538-0746, 538-0746. We've got some wonderful stuff this morning. <laughs> You're going to hear the most delusional prediction for the midterms that you've ever heard in your life, and it's going to come out of that blubbering, drooling, Vodka drinking Pelosi. Wait to hear her prediction. I guess she's pissed off because she can't get communion at the Catholic Church where she lives in D- in uh, San Francisco. Now in D.C., the Archbishop there, Wilton Gregory, who formerly was in the Belleville Diocese, believe that or not, he remains mum on the topic, but a leaked document, email, says he will ignore any request to ban her from communion. That's interesting. We'll get into that as we go along. John Harwood, who's a CNN hack and a, and really a Democrat spokesperson who, po- who poses as a CNN journalist, is even more delusional than Pelosi, if it's possible. So is Jamie Harrison, the director, uh, or excuse me, the uh, DNC chairman. The Democratic national chairman is more delusional then Pelosi and John Harwood. What? Oh, yeah. You're going to hear from some liberal freakouts, and this is what is controlling the country today. These kind of people are being catered to. 
They are the, they are the greatest examples of why this transgender, whatever, sex change, craziness there is out there is nuts, it's insane, and it doesn't need to be catered to. It needs to be ignored. Ignored. Oh, my gosh. All the freaks are freaking out now. What did he say? Ignored? Well, you'll hear why. You will hear why, and you'll hear what the Democrats blame everything on. As we get closer to the midterms, they're in desperation mode. We'll hear from the mouth of Robbie Mook, the campaign manager of Hildebeest, who testified last week that she green-lighted all of this corruption during the 2016 election. But we'll hear from his mouth back at the convention in 2016 how he was pushing the corruption knowing it wasn't true. Unbelievable. We're going to get some advice from 1943. And some more advice from 1987. Now, who do you think's given that advice? Well, in 1987, it was none other than your president, Donald Trump. We'll get a, a comical lesson in Catholicism from Whoopi Goldberg and Sonny Hostin Houston. And it is funny. And what you won't be able to see is that they're reading from note cards verbatim Word for word, because they they are too lazy, too intellectually lazy, too physically lazy, too stupid, too illiterate to try to research the Catholic doctrine regarding communion. It doesn't take much, about five minutes, but they don't even have five minutes before they go on national television, lie, make things up, and have the idiots, the willful, useful idiots in their audience and those that are watching actually believe them. This is how Nina Jankowski disinformation gets out there. It's from liberals. I don't hear any Republicans or conservatives going on the air willingly lying. Lying at all, actually. When's the last time you heard one of them lie? I don't remember. I'm sure they have, but nothing like this. They don't go on national television and willingly lie. They just don't do it. I'm sure they tell lies to their aides or somebody else or the media, but they don't do it on national television with an audience there to intentionally allow Americans to believe a lie. You're going to hear from them this morning, though, these liberals doing it. And then... Princeton University, don't ever send your kid there. They actually had Fauci as their spokesman, or not spokesman, their guest speaker at their graduation. Princeton, Fauci. Now, we knew Princeton was nothing but a house of lying liberals. We know that. They're freaks up there. They're freaks in the Ivy League all over the place. Harvard, Yale, Princeton proves what freaks they are. They have a knowing liar. The whole country knows that Fauci has lied over and over again, has lied under oath over and over again, is responsible for the deaths of however many people died directly from COVID. He's responsible. And yet Princeton invites him to speak at their graduation. 
what kind of a nuthouse animal house are they running up at Princeton? And then you're going to hear the vice president of the United States make the convincing argument for all of us to vote Republican. That's all coming your way this morning. Sounds like too much, doesn't it? All that in one show and more, you say? Yeah, more. We get storms this time of year. You've seen them last weekend pretty bad. Zycan Exteriors wants you to know all you have to do is give them a call. Your roof protects your biggest investment, your home. Was there damage done to your roof? Well, you probably don't know. Unless you see a leak coming in from your roof. and I had one and didn't see it. Now, what would you pay for peace of mind that your roof is in good shape? A lot of us would pay money. You don't have to. Zycan Exteriors will come out for free, give you a free damage inspection. All you have to do is call them. 636-345-6873. 345-6873. From the east side, 618-806-6911. 806-6911. Now, they'll do what they did for me. They didn't do anything special for me that they won't do for you. Come out and inspect your roof. In fact, I had my insurance adjuster here. They all went up on the roof together. And when they came down, I got a full roof replacement with all upgraded Owens Corning shingles because Zycan is a preferred contractor of Owens Corning. Now, all the fly-by-nighters are going to be in your neighborhood. A friend of mine called me and said, hey, those fly-by-nighters showed up. Knock it on your door. We'll put a cheap roof on your house, even if you don't need one. Then it'll leak in a couple of weeks. And when you go to call them, they're long gone to the next town to rip somebody else off. But at Zycan... They've been around since 1949. They're not going anywhere. Give them a call. Have that free damage inspection to give you peace of mind. 636-345-6873. From the east side, 618-806-6911. That's Zycan Exteriors. Well, the midterms are rapidly approaching. It is almost the end of May, Memorial Day weekend coming up. And then we have June, July, August, September, October, five months. Campaign season in high gear, a lot of primaries today, including Georgia and Texas. And so drooling, perhaps drinking, Nancy Pelosi got in front of a microphone to predict what was going to happen in the midterm. She's not alone. We've got several predictions. But here was hers. Uh, I had absolutely no intention of the Democrats not uh, winning the House in November. I think that in terms of our, uh, our the work that this president has done, and he's been a great president, I don't know about polls, but I do know about winning the races one district at a time. What does that have to do with Biden? I do know Biden has been a great president. (laughs) They say this with a straight face. Nancy Pelosi is either the dumbest person on God's earth, and that's really saying something, or she just flat out lies to people and doesn't care, and that's the likely answer. She doesn't care if she lies to you. Joe Biden's a great president. No one with a functioning brain or the ability to think clearly, much less critically, would say that. So the only motivation is that she's a liar and she's desperate to hang on to power 
which she is, both of those things, and she'll say and do anything to keep that power, which means when she says, I have no intention of letting us lose power in the House, they're going to try to fix every race they can. That's what she meant by that. One district at a time. The cheaters are in place. Their army of liars and ballot harvesters and ballot drop-offs, mail-in ballots, they're all assigned. It's all ready to explode on us if the Republicans are not vigilant. She just gave you a warning shot, fired across the bow. She has no intention of losing the House, which means she'll cheat. They They have no chance to win any other way. These elections are in the process of being rigged as we speak. And if you think otherwise, you're dumb. It's that simple. There's no other explanation for you. You're just stupid. You're naive, too. Throw that in the soup bowl with all the other Democrat vegetables that are in there. I saw something the other day. It says this country will be much better off when we eat our vegetables instead of electing them to public office. And there's a lot of truth in that. Without question, the guy in the White House is a vegetable. So is the vice president, and so is that drooling idiot you just heard. You put those three brains together, you might have a single-digit IQ total. Might. I'm not certain. In fact, if you're a betting man, you're not betting on it, are you? You're crazy if you do. And yet the liberals in the media continue to do the bidding for these losers. These Democrat liberals are losers. They're vile. They're evil. They're dishonest. They lie every day easily. They rig elections. And the media carries their bucket of water for them. Listen to this idiot John Harwood try to convince Americans on CNN that basically it's our fault. How dare us have a bad attitude over this spectacular economy? Unemployment's very low, that growth has been uh, uh, pretty healthy, uh, but it is very tough when people are in a mood as sour as this one to convince them that they ought to be thankful for some of the things that you've done. (laughs) Thank you, Joe Biden. Here are some of the things he's done. He has made all Americans fairly equal. Everybody's paying outrageous prices at the gas pump. Everybody has less money in their pocket. So from that perspective, he's made us all pretty equal. If that's what Harwood was talking about, good job. Somehow we're supposed to be rejoicing over the great economic, the rosy picture that he just painted. I want to hear that idiot again. Unemployment's very low, that growth has been uh, uh, pretty healthy, uh, but it is very tough when people are in a mood as sour as this one to convince them that they ought to be thankful for some of the things that you've done. Now, see, anyone with a functioning brain sitting there would have said, well, could you name some of the things that we should be thankful for? Is it open borders? Is it tax increases? Is it inflation? Is it high gas prices? Is it Afghanistan where 13 of our soldiers were murdered thanks to O'Biden? Is it Ukraine where a war is taking place because Biden's in office? Which part of it are we supposed to be thankful for? Have I missed anything? Probably have. Oh, yeah. Forced vaccinations. 
with the threat of losing your job, and not just the threat, the reality. We're thankful for that. Lie after lie after lie after lie. Yeah, I'm grateful for that. Stirring the racist pot every single day. We should be grateful for that, John Harwood says. Those are the accomplishments of the Biden regime. I just listed them. Are we thankful? Are we grateful? Properly thankful? Properly grateful? You sour attitudes. But Jamie Harrison, who's the chair of the Democratic National Committee, goes even further. He says if we don't vote Democrat, we're losing democracy, and it really doesn't matter. Would you rather have gas filled up in your pump, in your tank, or would you rather have democracy? The Republican Party has turned into a party that is built on fraud, on fear, and fascism. You think about January 6th and what it looked like. Think about the other things that Republicans are doing right now in this country. They are trying to suppress uh, the, the right of freedom of speech. They're banning books right now. They're, they're, in Florida, they're trying to keep you from saying certain words. They're repressing people in terms of their votes at the ballot box. Everything he says is a lie. Voter suppression? They all made that case, right? Oh, these racist voter suppression laws. In Georgia, where they claimed that that racism was high, mail-in balloting, the number of people doing voting, has already set records. So what happened to these black people? They, did they happen to find their way to the driver's license bureau? Of course, as we know, mail-in balloting doesn't require an ID, but it does in Georgia now. But in a lot of states, it doesn't. But in Georgia, where they require voter ID, that racist new law, mail-in balloting is higher than it's ever been in its history. Wait a minute. This was supposed to suppress the vote, not bring the vote out. How did that happen? I guess on the way to racism class, these liberals forgot to really check reality. No racism in Georgia, but they want to hide behind it. This idiot. The the Republicans are built on fraud. It was the three Fs. Fraud, fear, and fascism. Somebody told him, hey, make three Fs. It's, it's alliterative. Go ahead. The alliteration will kill people. That'll be great. Fraud, fear, and fascism. All of the things, as we've told you 100,000 times, that the Democrats accuse others of, they're doing. They're frauds. They're fear mongers on every topic, not just COVID. And they're fascists. Call them what they are. Republicans are banning books? Where? Not banning books. Governor DeSantis got rid of some math books that had critical race theory lessons in them. Or sexual orientation, transgender nitwits in them. He just got rid of them. He didn't ban them. They're just not going to be in the schools. You can go buy them and read them if you want. Nobody banned anything. He's just going to protect the kids from them. Banning certain words in Florida. Which words? Jamie Harrison, you liar. Which words are banned in Florida? Which words can you not use in Florida? Somebody tell me. 
it isn't jackass because I'm sure that a lot of people in Florida refer to Jamie Harrison as a blubbering jackass. So it isn't that. It's not MFR because I'm sure people in Florida refer to Jamie Harrison as a stupid MFR. It's not liar because I guarantee Floridians think Jamie Harrison is a prolific liar. So which words were banned? Mr. Voter Suppression. Notice how I threw January 6th in there too. I can't believe that the American public is so stupid that they can, that they buy into any of this crap. And these polls, which are liberally skewed, are showing that they don't. All of these lies that Biden is telling, the excuses he makes for the horrific economy and inflation and gas prices, all of those lies, no one's believing. Something like 16, 17% believe him. Those people belong in a rubber room. Yes, they do. But the overwhelming majority doesn't. So that means they're not going to vote for Democrats. But you watch and see how many races they'll steal. And they will steal some. And I blame the Republicans for that. If someone wants to rob my house and I open the door and say, come on in, who's to blame, them or me? And typically and always, the liberal media runs cover for all of Biden's disastrous policy ideas and carries his water, as only they can. We're moving from the strongest economic recovery in modern history to what can be a period of more stable and resilient growth. President Biden has been very decisive in his leadership, beginning with the American Rescue Plan. We rescued the economy, put shots in arms, money in pockets, kids back Mm -hmm. in school, laid the foundation for a robust economic recovery. You know, by any metric, with the exception of inflation, this country has moved forward under his uh, leadership. Moved forward? Forward to where? Where have they moved forward? It's amazing how they willingly, knowingly lie. It's incredible. Unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. By the way, uh, gross national uh, GDP, I'm sorry, GDP was down 1.4% in the first quarter, in case you were wondering. Just in case you were wondering. But we're moving forward, you fools. Don't you get it? We should be grateful for the wonderful things Joe Biden has done. Nancy Pelosi told you that he's a great president. And that she has no intention of letting go of power. Code for, we'll cheat our asses off. We've got new ways to rig these elections. We're very good at adapting. Once you catch us, we change our tactics. But we will still rig them. And if we get caught, the media will cover our ass. Supreme Court will cover our ass. All courts will cover our ass. Because judges are cowards nowadays. Here's a psycho liberal. Listen to this guy on MSNBC. Do you want gas or democracy? I get the frustration and the anger over, you know, gas prices and inflation and the concerns and the worries and and those very important things that hit close to home. But then you have to look at you're going to the ballot box in November, folks, and you have to weigh in, in, in the context of your daily lives. What do you value more? The price of gas or your democracy? The freedom of speech and the right to vote 
or the democracy. <laughs> what? So we should ignore our freedom of speech and the right to vote in favor of democracy? I thought democracy included freedom of speech and right to vote. This is that black liberal who's on MSNBC. He's always around uh, with Chris Wallace on that Sunday morning show when he used to work on Fox. Now Chris Wallace is irrelevant. So your choice is freedom of speech and the right to vote versus democracy, and you're to choose democracy, even though those two elements are incorporated into democracy. You're supposed to choose between gas prices and democracy. That choice is easy, by the way. Give me as much gas as possible for as little as I have to pay for it. That's like saying, folks, I know that food's important to you, but you have to choose between eating and democracy. This guy's insane. Liberals always fall back on the same talking points. I've noticed that over the last five years. Every single time. It's race. It's the democracy's at stake. The soul of the nation's at stake. And did I mention race, Jim Crow? If I didn't, I should. Voter suppression. That's another one we talk about all the time as liberals. The fascist Republicans, those Jim Crow racists, Jesus, if I were as dumb as these people, I'd hang myself. I really would. I'd want to get out of this world. And then you've got this Humpty Dumpty Stelter who's just begging to keep his job at CNN. I don't even know who this idiot was that he had on with him. But they blame not even Republicans. They blame their fellow media folks for too many negative headlines for Joe Biden. Political talkers always try to focus on, what does it mean for the Democrats and Biden in the midterms? Forget about that for a minute. What does it mean for our psychology, for our health as a nation and a world, when you're just inundated by seemingly negative headlines all the time? It feels like long COVID. It's like everything is bad and we can't get healthy again. And really, it's a tremendous challenge, I think, particularly for the media, because what stories do you focus on? (laughs) Well, they made their decision on that. Way back in 2020 in November, they decided not to focus on Hunter Biden's laptop. It wasn't very hard for them. They all did it. They all ignored it, except the New York Post and to some degree Fox. But they all did it. They don't have any problem deciding what to report and what not to, what stories are important. Here are the stories that are important to the liberal media. Stories that will keep liberals in power. That's all. Nothing else. It could be a triple murder on Main Street, and it's not worth covering if it was a black man who did the shooting or a black man who did the dying at the hands of another black man. That's not worthy of them. That has nothing to do with them retaining power. But if that triple murder on Main Street is of a black, uh, three black people by a white man, now it's worth covering. Now let's make it headlines. By the way, if the black guy shoots three white people on Main Street in the middle of the day, That's another story that's not worth covering. God forbid a transgender should shoot three white people. That's certainly not worth covering. Whatever a transgender is. I still don't know what they are. So I refer to them as he, she, or it. Those are my pronouns. Respect them. He, she, it. Give me the same respect you're screaming for from me. 
respect my pronouns. He, she. Makes you scratch your head, doesn't it? Just in case those liberal hacks that you've heard from already, who know nothing about the economy, how it functions, what indicators there are that make it look good or look bad, Mark Levin will give us a crack lesson on Biden, the economical illiterate. Uh, Joe Biden is a one-man wrecking ball, and he's taken his idiocy to our economy. And the American people need to understand something, and I've said this before. You're living in the United States of the Democrat Party. They control all the elected branches of government. You're seeing what it's like. You're seeing what their promises are like when they're actually put into action. Why is the southern border open? Why is it open like this? What is their purpose? Obviously, to import as many Democrats as they possibly can. That might backfire on them, but that's what they're doing. Why are they spending the way they're spending? They're collapsing the economy with inflation and so forth. They were warned about it, and yet they tell us the more they spend and the more debt you have, it actually fights inflation. Um, Joe Biden is obviously an economic illiterate, always has been. Well, what else do you need to know? Baby formula? I mean, what kind of an advanced country can't produce enough baby formula? And he blames it on whom? The private sector. That's right. That's who he blamed it on. It's those damn oil, those greedy oil companies. Putin. He's an economic illiterate. But I wouldn't stop there. Joe Biden is illiterate, period. He likes to say period. I'll say period. He's illiterate, period. And it's not because of his dementia. He's been an illiterate his entire life. He's proven it for over 47 years in Washington where he's never worked a real job. He's proven it with his shakedowns of foreign countries in the open so that people would actually see what a criminal he is. He's an illiterate person who talks incessantly about his son to families of fallen heroes about his son who died from brain cancer. It had nothing to do with being a fallen hero. He's an economic illiterate. He's an illiterate person, but he's evil and vile beyond your wildest dreams. I love the picture the media has painted of him. Old Joe. Uncle Joe. If he's your Uncle Joe, ask yourself this question. Does your Uncle Joe or Uncle Bob shake down foreign countries for millions of dollars? I doubt it. Does your Uncle Joe constantly stir racial divides so that blacks and whites hate each other and they're at each other's throat constantly so that your uncle can profit off of it? I doubt your uncle does that. Does your uncle favor abortion publicly and then trot into church on Sunday in the Catholic Church and demand communion? I don't think so. Does your uncle lie every time he opens his mouth? No. So this Uncle Joe nonsense is just that. It's nonsense. He's a pathological liar. He's a horrible human being. One of the most evil people that's ever occupied a public office in this country. And now he's dispatched that that, that egomaniac, arrogant wife of his on some diplomatic mission. She's not a diplomat. When did she become appointed to some office or elected to some office? Neither. 
She was sleeping with the guy that they stole the election for. That's why she's known. Otherwise, nobody would know her. Claims that she's still teaching. Where is she teaching? How many days a week does she show up? She's not teaching. She's stroking her ego every day. That's why she props up this idiot. Instead of telling him, you know what, it's time, let's go back to Delaware and actually live our lives in peace and let you, as you as your dementia increases, we can take care of you. Rather than embarrass you and humiliate you on a public stage every day. By the way, you know the last time he did a sit-down interview with anybody? The Super Bowl. Now, do you even remember who won the Super Bowl? And who lost? In case you didn't, the Rams won and the Bengals lost. But that's the last time this guy's done an interview with the media. And as we see the primary voting beginning today in several states, all eyes, of course, are on Georgia and the Republican race for the nomination for governor you know, the state that has voter suppression laws. Yamich Alcinder, that's how I hope I got her name correct, but I really don't care because she's a hack from NBC. She's the actual NBC White House correspondent. Now, in days when journalism was really journalism, if you were the White House correspondent for a network, that was a top job. Think Sam Donaldson over at ABC. Became famous being a White House correspondent. Think Dan Rather at CBS. Now this woman named Yamish Alcinder, a black woman, quite heavy set, is their White House correspondent. When those other people were White House correspondents, you expected journalism from them. You expected fair reporting no matter where you had to go. If it wasn't favorable to your particular guy, you had to investigate it anyway. Rather became quite a partisan politician when he was later the anchor of CBS Evening News and lost his job because of it. That wouldn't happen today, by the way. But it happened then when he lied, made up a story about George W. Bush and his National Guard service. But I'm wandering here. Alcinder formerly worked for PBS. You can't be any more liberal than that. And of course, why wouldn't she go on with Nicole Wallace, the, according to Glenn Greenwald, the queen of lying in the media who has rot in her soul. So of course she would go on with Nicole Wallace. And of course they would lie. And of course they would scream racism. Wallace starts it off, but Alcindor finishes it up. Lie after lie after lie. This in lieu of mail-in balloting setting records in Georgia. The reason that communities of color in Georgia don't have the same access to the polls is a lie. It's BS. As, as, as you're reporting, and Nick's entire body of reporting on the voter suppression laws will, will prove. So they took away access to the polls on the back of a big lie in service of Donald Trump. 
Are they took actors absolutely because of of a, of a lie? But also, I would say that there also is racism in there, and the of racism is a lie, right? 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 Exactly. It's like the lie and racism, which is a lie, which is that these black people don't, they don't deserve the access to, to citizenship in the way that other Americans do. That they haven't worked for it. That they don't that they don't understand sort of the the weight of American democracy, and as a result, we need to make decisions for them. I think those two things are so intertwined in this country. We often, I think, get to talk about the political side of this. But the race side of this and the fact that Jim Clyburn is saying in a country where we saw George Floyd die, we're going to it's going to be two years this week that we saw this man murdered in that same country. We're still sort of arguing about whether or not we want to teach our, our our children and our students about whether or not sort of racism has continued to permeate all of these different structures. When we know graphically, we know statistically that that is simply a fact. It is. What fact? Please tell me, Miss, graphically and statistically. Statistically, racism is a fact in all of these structures. Which structures? And give me the stats. You don't have any. There's no such thing. And you're insane. That's a fact. But don't you love Wallace? It's a lie. It's a lie. They took away voter rights from black people on based on the big lie of Donald Trump. It's a lie. And then... The idiot black woman says they took away voter rights based on racism, too. I mean, it was racism. Didn't you know that, Nicole Wallace? People, These black people don't deserve access to votes, she said. This is the kind of hateful rhetoric filled with lies that some people start to believe. If you listen to her, Wallace describes these laws as voter suppression laws. As if they have a name. Well, if they have a name, it's voter integrity laws. Protect the vote laws. When did it become suppression to require a voter ID? Wallace is too stupid or knowingly stupid, but would rather just lie to you, and I think that's probably the case, about the actual law. She's never read it. I'll guarantee that. I bet everything I have plus my life. She has never read the Georgia law. Neither has Big Mouth Yamish Alcinder, Miss Race Queen. Race, race, race. How'd you get your job? If racism is so strong in all of these structures in America, that would include the media. That would include network news like NBC. But here you are, the White House correspondent, a black female. How'd you get there with all this racism going on? This is how dumb they are. Liberals are pathetically stupid. They also lie just as you and I get a drink of water. It's that easy for them. And they're lazy. They are so physically and intellectually lazy because they refuse to do an ounce of homework on any issue. They just run with their big mouths. And nobody has a bigger mouth full of crap than that Wallace. So maybe that's why people don't want to vote for liberals. Maybe people like Wallace and Alcinder have convinced people these people are full of shit. Why should we ever vote for them? If you needed more, here's what your Queen Bee Hildy was up to during the 2016 election. Jonathan Turley sets it up and summarizes it perfectly. We know now 
that the, the Clinton campaign was behind both the Steele dossier, which mm-hmm. they secretly funded and hid that funding, and also the Alpha Bank uh, um, allegations. And in both cases, those were pushed to the FBI, pushed to the CIA, and most importantly, pushed to friends in the media. And what's really, really quite breathtaking in this case is that Hillary Clinton greenlighted uh, the with the release of this claim, mm-hmm. even though the campaign was told that there are serious problems with what they were alleging. But she greenlighted it and then told the public something that was pretty much untrue, right? She went on to Twitter and said, hey, Slate just ran a story that there's this connection through Alpha Bank. She and Jake Sullivan, now the national security advisor, uh, basically pretended to the public that this was all news to them and that they were breathless at, at this new disclosure when the campaign created this scandal and it was totally unfounded. They created it. They knew it was a lie. They did it anyway. Imagine her tweeting out, hey, look what we found. And Mook, Robbie Mook, her campaign manager, doing the same. Now, last week, he, first of all, I would never have my campaign manager named Robbie or Billy or Jimmy or Johnny. Grow up. You're not in the fifth grade, Robbie. But Robbie Mook shows up in court last week, testifies that Hillary Clinton greenlighted all of these lies, all of these scams, these scandals, made up slanders against Donald Trump, libeled him in her tweets. She's walking around a free woman. And so Robbie Mook said that was all her doing. Except Robbie Mook was peddling the lie very well back in 2016. When he was at the Democrat convention, here's what he said. Well, I think the DNC needs to look into this and take uh, appropriate action, and I'm sure that they will. What's disturbing to us is that we uh, experts are telling us that uh, Russian state actors broke into the DNC, stole these emails, and uh, other experts are now saying that they are the Russians are releasing these emails for the purpose of actually helping Donald Trump. I don't think it's coincidental that these emails were released uh, on the eve of our convention here, and and that's disturbing. Uh, and I think we need to be concerned about that. I think we need to be concerned that we also saw uh, at last week at the Republican convention that Trump and his allies made changes to the Republican platform uh, uh, to make it more pro-Russian. And and we saw him talking about how NATO shouldn't intervene to defend, necessarily should intervene to defend our Eastern European allies if they're attacked by Russia. So I think when you put all this together, it's a, it's a disturbing picture. And I think voters need to reflect on that. I'll reflect on this. You're an effing liar. Donald Trump never changed anything in the Republican platform to make life friendlier and easier for Russia. Donald Trump never encouraged NATO nations not to defend each other against Russia, against, uh, our allies against Russia. This guy's just a blatant liar. So reflect on that, Robbie, you five-year-old, who's now such a coward and such a fraud, he turns on his old boss. I don't care because it's her, but that's what kind of a person he is. Jake Tapper was doing that interview from CNN. To his credit, he pushed back against this little preppy loser. What evidence is there that the Russians were behind this in terms of the hacking or in terms of the timing by WikiLeaks? Well, I, I, we need to let the experts speak on this. It's been reported on in the press uh, that the that the hackers that got into the DNC 
are very likely to be uh, working in coordination uh, with Russia. And again, I, I think it's if the Russians, in fact, had these emails again, I don't think it's very coincidental that they're being released at this time to 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 create maximum damage uh, on Hillary Clinton and to help Donald Trump. But it's a very, very strong charge at your level in here. <clears throat> You're basically suggesting that Russians hacked into the DNC and now are releasing these files through WikiLeaks to help elect Donald Trump. Well, this isn't my assertion. Uh, there are a number of experts that are asserting this. I think we need to get to the bottom of these facts, but that that is what experts are telling us. Experts have said that it is the Russians that in fact went in and took these emails and and then if 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 they are the ones who took them, we have to infer that they are the ones then then releasing them. How easy is it for that guy to lie? Is that incredible? How many times did he say experts by the way? Well, the, we're not saying this. The experts are telling us. The experts have looked into it. The experts have done this. Several experts, many experts, all the experts. Every expert that's ever been an expert has expertated on this. And they all say the Russians broke in, hacked the emails, and distributed them to help Donald Trump. That's what the experts say. We'll let the experts look into it. You lying piece of dog crap. That's all he is. I'd step on him if I could. Little, oh, I will, I'll hold back just a tad. There's a guy that needs a good old-fashioned ass-whipping. Little lying, preppy, liberal jerkwad. That's all he is. That's why he goes by Robbie. What's your name? Robbie? 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 What are you, five? I'm Robbie Mook. The whole name's probably made up. Thinks it's cool. You effing liar. And then you have the nerve to go in there in court and testify that somehow it was Hillary Clinton that signed off on all this. Of course she did. But you had no culpability. You're such an innocent guy, Robbie. The experts. Of course, he never named the experts because there were none. No one said that. Clinton made it up, created it, hired people to put the fake dossier together, then used it to lie to the FISA courts? There were no experts weighing in on it. It's incredible. The Russians. Russia, Russia, Russia. So maybe that's why people don't want to vote for Democrats. People like Robbie Mook. Or maybe it's people like this. Our research assistant was busy finding the freaks yesterday, and she found some freaks. This is why a nation should never cater to the smallest, lowest group of people, percentage-wise, the infantile infantile percentage of people in this country. Here's why you don't cater to liberal, loon, trans, whatever they are. This woman, I have no idea what this trans is, but this is why you don't cater to people like this. Species people don't exist. That ain't a fucking thing. Varians are not trans species. We are not transitioning to another species. It is a spiritual identity where we believe that at heart or in a past life, we were an animal. We do not transition. We do not, we don't believe that we're actually that animal. We believe that spiritually we are and we do experience dysphoria and euphoria. That's why it's comparable. As a trans Varian, it is to an extent comparable. We just do not transition, but our identities are still valid and should be respected. 
Also, a fuck ton of people, myself included, have genders that align with animals because we're non-binary. Like, I'm Caddix, for an example. She's Caddix. And we're to respect that, she said. We're supposed to respect that lying imbecile. Transferian, what, what if she is, she's an animal. She identifies as an animal. You would identify only as the dumbest animal of the species. So we're supposed to respect that, she said. Did you hear her tell us that? By golly, you respect me. Respect my thoughts on transferians or whatever we are. We don't believe we're an animal now, but we sure were at one time. Spiritually, we still are. That's why people don't vote for liberals, because there's one of them. Here's another liberal voter. This is a black woman. And she sort of echoes why we have become such a weak country. But once again, catering to these people, as this country has decided to do, is catering to the weakest, the looniest, the most insane among us. Hey, can we stop using gendered compliments like as a people? Because first of all, uh, that's a term used by and for black women. Second of all, I am not a female person. Um, I don't care I don't give a single fuck what I look like to you. I am non-binary. And I'm really sick of getting comments that say, you go girl, nice job, sis. Like, I don't care if they're compliments. They misgender me and they make me feel bad. So I'm not trying to shit on you specifically, but I'm also not shitting on you. I'm just saying, can you type something else? Um, But yeah, in the future, when you want to compliment someone, don't add a gendered thing, especially when it, in their profile, their pronouns are listed as all pronouns, Daisy. Like, I'm not a cis. I'm not a cis for so many reasons, gender reasons, race reasons. And I, I don't want to keep making fucking videos about this. Well, here's an idea. Stop making videos about it. No one gives a damn. I play these to make fun of you people. There's something wrong with you. How about this pronoun, it? You're an it. That's what you are. And you're a psychologically unbalanced lunatic. You're that too. How's that for a description? You okay with that one? I didn't call you sis or go girl. Here's another one I'll call you. How about asshat? You're an asshat. Go look it up. We'll wait. Now, as if those two aren't enough to make you run from any Democrat running for office because... They support this crap. Here's one who wants all of us, anyone who's conservative, to just die. I think my most toxic trait is that I want to befriend Republicans so that they can have a trans friend. And then when they get pregnant or have a baby, I want them to invite me to the gender reveal party and convince them that being the way I became trans is like a witch came up to me, a transgender witch came up to me and like forced me to be transgender and then I'm going to, like, put my hand on the stomach at before they pop the fucking balloon at the gender reveal party. And I'm going to go, ah! Your baby is now transgender. I want to do it so bad. I want every old lady there to keel over and die, have a heart attack. Ugh, that sounds like so much fun. That's a girl what, can dream. Yeah, a girl can dream, all right. Well, you're a girl? Wait a minute. I thought you weren't a pronoun. All of a sudden, she revealed what she really is, a girl. She had a gender reveal moment there. Has anybody out there listening ever been to a gender reveal party? 
<laughs> she wants to go put her hand on the woman's pregnant stomach and say, your baby is now transgender. And I want to see all the old ladies in the room die. Now, one thing these three women have in common is that they are hideous creatures. Hideous. Just looking at them makes me run for cover. Now, I don't want to comment on someone's appearance necessarily, but why is it that they all look like that? I mean, they got whacked with the ugly stick a long time ago, and somebody stopped, wouldn't stop beating them. And then they're all 700 pounds. Yeah, I'd become something different too, I suppose. If I had no self-discipline whatsoever, if I couldn't care less about the way my hair looks or my makeup if I was a woman or an it, or if I had stupid rings in my nose to make me look like a complete freak, I guess I'd be a trans-Siberian orchestra. Glenn Greenwald has a better idea as to why Democrats aren't winning, although that's one of them. They favor that group of people. Never forget that. That's who they favor. Glenn Greenwald finds other reasons to not vote Democratic. When Hillary Clinton had all the backing of the establishment in the world, and instead of asking, what is it about our ideology that ruled the country for eight years that drove people away from us into Donald Trump's arms, they instead decided they were going to blame everybody else, Russia and WikiLeaks and Jill Stein, whoever they could find, everyone but themselves. And they catastrophized everything, saying Trump and the Republicans mean that Putin is now in control of the White House, and and the Democrats simply replaced Trump with the same ideology that they governed with for eight years under Obama that caused people to run away from them as fast as they could. And now that people are doing that again, instead of asking why is that happening, they're getting poised to blame the electorate for being stupid, for thinking the economy is bad when it's actually good, and ultimately they'll just say they're too racist to vote for Democrats. I'm not sure they're poised to do that. They're already doing it. We played it for you earlier in this show. We're too stupid to understand the economy is just humming along. It's great. How dare us? We have a sour attitude, we were told. Jessica Tarlov is a liberal freak. Not freak in the sense that she's trans-Siberian, but she is a diehard liberal for some bizarre reason, and we have kind of get an insight into her with these revelations that she made yesterday. But first of all, good old Jessica, I wonder how it feels right now to be a liberal voter. Not great. It's definitely testing people who believe in electing Democrats to office and vote for Democrats my entire life. My whole family, everyone that I know. Still. And still. Still. And still still going to do it. Um, (laughs) But... It's, push, it's putting people just in a terrible position, people who really believe in what are con- the root fundamentals or the policies I think makes the party great or the people who are campaigning. What policies make Democrats great? That is one delusional woman. But you heard what she said. She's a Stepford woman. She's a Stepford bride. My family's always voted Democrat. Everybody I know has voted Democrat. Yes, I still plan to vote Democrat. Because I'm an idiot. I have no capacity to think for myself. I'm revealing to you here today, I vote Democrat because everybody in my family does. And everybody I know does. Which is a lie. She knows everybody else sitting at that table. And none of them vote Democrat. 
So they can't even tell the truth when they're trying to explain something simple. Like why they're such a loser. They still have to lie. And admitting what she admitted makes her a willful, useful idiot. Well, I vote this way because my dad did. And his dad. And his dad's friend. And my mom's friend. And the neighbor's dog down the street. They all voted Democrat, so I do. Wow, what a deep thinker she is. I think as our research assistant discovered that advice, if we go back in time a little bit to a happier time, advice from the past always seems to help us. How about this advice as to how to treat liberals from 1943? In 1943, the following directive was issued from party headquarters to all communists in the United States. It read, when certain obstructionists become too irritating, label them after suitable buildups as fascist or Nazi, or anti-Semitic, and use the prestige of anti-fascist and tolerance organizations to discredit them. In the public mind, constantly associate those who oppose us with those names which already have a bad smell. The association will, after enough repetition, become fact in the public mind. Now that advice was to Democrats, and that's exactly what they're doing today. Every single thing he just advised you from 1943 is what the the Democrat liberals do today. So my advice to the conservatives is flip the table. That's how we refer to them. Every time you refer to them, refer to them truthfully and what they are. And you know what they are. They They do believe in Nazism. They do believe in socialism. They are communists because they dig it, because they are the exalted few and when you're one of those in power hell yeah you believe government rules but let's go back not quite as far to 1987 and when people say Donald Trump got elected as you heard Glenn Greenwald say because Democrats had screwed up under Obama and so the voters ran right into Donald Trump's arms here's a part of the reason why Donald Trump was elected in 2016, and it has to do with things he said and believed in 1987 as a guest on Larry King's television show. That's why it bothers me so much that when we give this kind of money to the wealthiest countries in the world, and yet for our own people, the homeless, the the sick, the poor, the farmers who are really going through hell right now, those people were not helping. And why should we? I think it's ridiculous. And This country shouldn't be raising taxes. We're going to be lowering taxes. We should have a surplus, not a deficit. Because the kind of money that I'm talking about, and you can call them, as the the gentleman before said, you can call it a tax, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but those countries should be paying us major billions of dollars, and you won't have any deficits whatsoever, and then we'll be able to help the poor and the sick and the homeless and the farmers and everybody else. Carpe diem, President Trump from 1987. Even back then, he was telling us how ridiculous it is to send money to other countries before we take care of our own people and our own problems. And here we are 35 years later doing what? Sending $40 billion plus to Ukraine. And we haven't taken care of our own problems. Donald Trump was a visionary. That's what he was. And he also spoke it like it is back in 87, just as he does today. I've always believed that people say they want the truth, but in reality, they don't want the truth. They want you to tell them what they agree with. 
And as long as you agree with them, they think you're wonderful. But if you tell them an inconvenient truth, all of a sudden they don't like you. You're controversial. That's been my whole career. I've spoken the truth, whether it's about sports or now political situations. I I base it in fact and evidence as I back it up. People say, we just want to hear the truth. No, you don't. Because if you ask anybody who's familiar with my career, they'll tell you he's controversial. What does that mean, by the way? I think it's a compliment. I take it as such. To me, it means he doesn't listen to bullshit and just accept it. He questions it. And that's what I do. And then when I find out that it is BS and I say so, I become altogether class controversial. It's controversial when I say the Cardinals suck. That's controversial. And by the way, you can't say it in St. Louis anyway. What kind of person are you, a Cardinal hater? You're a Mizzou hater because you pointed out accurately that the Missouri football program hasn't won a conference championship since 1969. You Mizzou hater, you. You're controversial. People don't want the truth. Stop kidding ourselves. They do not want the truth. They want whatever makes them feel comfortable and whatever they agree with. And if you just regurgitate to them what they feel good about, you're fine. You're vanilla. You're never Neapolitan. But you're just one of the vanilla snowflakes that walk along following the leader like the Stepford children that you are. But don't you be controversial. My God, we must ostracize the controversial people. They have no place in our society. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Kevin, good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great. Done, unlike the Blues. Now, here's a question I have. That's controversial, uh, you know, saying that the Blues suck. I, I said it last night, and somebody attacked me, saying, "No, we lost our starting goaltender." I said, "Well, make some more excuses." Okay, well, here. It, How about the fact that you gave up four goals in four minutes at home in a must-win playoff game? And not only that, Kevin, but the guy that took your goaltender out scores a hat trick, and nobody kicked his ass. Right, right. I, really? I, I, I said after Saturday, when I found out he ran Bennington and Bennington got hurt on the play, in the old days, as soon as that guy stepped on the ice, the opening faceoff, there would have been a fight. But I, not today's I, I, Blues. Today's Blues, they don't have a tough guy on the team. Well, you know, the funny part about it was is is, is that piece of crap STL Today app where they want to charge you for it. I, look, I, I, I wouldn't pay for it anyway, even if they gave it to me free, but which that was that was kind of stupid. Even they gave anyway, they were, they just had an article in there about how, what a tough guy Rob Bertuzzo is, and he is tough. Don't get me wrong, but again, you a guy that took your goaltender out, you didn't touch. Then the next game he comes back, he scores a hat trick. They're done. Not only that, after he scored the hat trick, he motioned to the crowd as he skated by them. Not after he scored the hat trick, but after he scored his first goal, so he mocked the crowd. Now, why didn't somebody just skate right out there and knock the holy crap out of him? And, Kevin, that shocks me with a Craig Berube team. Me too. But when you don't have tough guys, when your coach is tougher than all your guys, that's a problem. And and that's a fact. You know, that that, that is the one thing that, that when he got here that I saw. I didn't like it in Hitchcock. 
I didn't like it. And a couple other coaches, they kissed, especially Hitchcock, he kissed all the stars' ass. As to where Barubi, remember when he benched Petrolangelo and got Petrolangelo's attention that he's not the prima donna golden boy that he thinks he is? Of course. He made, he made Petrolangelo a better hockey player the year the Blues won the Cup. Because he holds accountability. Like you said, there's very few teams that have a coach that can kick your ass, but the Blues have one. You bet they, your ass they do. And if he had been out there, he should have suited up just for the opening faceoff. Yeah, could have went, uh, oh, I can't think of the, uh, uh, Paul Newman's character in Slapshot. Uh, Reds Dunlop. Could have went old Reds Dunlop. <laughs> Go get him, Reds. <laughs> old time hockey, boys. Old time hockey. But Kevin, I, I, I you know, I guess you and I now, we have officially labeled ourselves dinosaurs. I mean, good God. Somebody go out and kick his ass. I don't Let the stick boy go fight him. I'm telling you. But, let one of the fans go fight him. They're done. So now I'm focusing on uh, not so much the Tampa Bay Lightning, but I'm focusing on them because of Pat Maroon. Love to see him get another Stanley Cup. Three in a row. Uh, Three in a row, and he scored the winning goal last night to, to yeah, sweep the series. Exactly for 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 a guy who is never supposed to make it, uh, and, and by all means, seems like a very very humble, very nice guy. I know his dad loosely. Uh, He's a St. Louis guy, and so yeah, the Blues, after they win the Stanley Cup with him, decide, well, we'll let him go. He won. He won another one last year. He's poised to win another one this year. Three in a row. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's what I'm focusing on because obviously, uh, and and I haven't heard anything. Have you heard any reports on on Baruby saying anything about uh, this piece of crap taking Bennington out? And then he scores a hat trick and, and, and nothing. Crickets. I, I I haven't heard anything. Well, your coach isn't going to say publicly, let's go beat the shit out of him and try to hurt him. He's not going to say that. But you would think that message was delivered in the locker room. I, you, you would think so, Kevin. And if you it know, was, Kevin, if it I, was I, delivered, I, no one paid just, attention. Let's just go suit up and, and between the two of us, we'll just beat the hell out of everybody in Colorado. <laughs> Well, we might get our ass kicked in the process. Take it like the Blues and the Flyers out in Philadelphia that time when the, when they went to the stands and just beat. That was everybody. back when the Plager brothers were there. You know, you had t- you had real tough guys. Blues don't have a tough guy on their team. Hello? there's just not a single tough guy there. Up, oh, sounds like we lost Dave. Okay, no big deal. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad he brought that up. I was going to get into that in the second hour, but the Blues just lack toughness. That's the problem. And it showed up again last night. That guy, Sadri, or Kadri, should have been run as soon as Bennington was out on Saturday night. But he wasn't. All right, let's return to the world of lying liberals. Ken Paxson is the Attorney General of the state of Texas. He accurately points out, as the border is overrun, what we've all known, that none of these Illegal aliens are getting tested for COVID, are getting tested for monkeypox, chickenpox, animalpox, Martianpox, anypox. None of them. How is that possible when this disease is so deadly and now monkeypox is on the way for the midterms? Ken Paxson knows that when he travels... It's a different story. 
if I if I go out of the country, I come back, I, I have to get a negative test, and I'm, they haven't let me back in if I had COVID. So, you know, the idea that they're going to appeal this is not surprising. They've done everything possible to make it easier for the cartels to bring as many people here as possible, as fast as possible. And with the, this is no different. Title 42 is sort of the last vestige of federal law protecting us. And the Biden administration is seeking to get rid of that last, last, last hope for us. And we're going to keep fighting. If you didn't know, the court ruled against Biden yet again. And so Title 42 remains in place. Now here's the issue with Title 42. It didn't do a whole lot of good right now. It did when President Trump was there because he had other safeguards. But when Biden tore down all the other safeguards, Title 42 is just kind of like somebody hanging by a thread from the top of a building. Okay, they're still alive, but the future doesn't look good. And yet, they'll fight that. When is When are people going to wake up and understand what they're doing to this country? My God, people. I don't think a Democrat should receive a single vote. Not one. Not even from their family. And this is not coming from some diehard Republican. I voted for Democrats in my life. Until they make a radical change in the way they believe, I'd never voted for another one again as long as I live. Like me, Ken Paxton agrees, even though Biden probably didn't mean to say it, I agree with defending Taiwan. Ken Paxton does too. I actually do agree with that statement. I do think we should help Taiwan in whatever way we can. We, they've been an ally of ours for decades, and, and they're a place of freedom. And I think we can whatever we can do to help them, I think we should do. They're also a huge, huge valuable, hugely valuable asset for trade. So there are many reasons to defend Taiwan. And there's also a, a standard that says to the Chinese, F off. You're not going to run Russia out over us like we let Russia do. By the way, one of Russia's top diplomats resigned and, and penned a scathing letter just ripping to shreds Vladimir Putin. He won't be going back home to Moscow anytime soon. I'm sure he's in Geneva. So all of those reasons we've given you today for not voting liberal. It's crazy if you do, but you might be crazy. Plenty of people are. But if you needed another one, the abortion issue, they just won't let that die. They they will let the kids die, but they won't let their screaming and yelling about it die. Dana Bash on CNN gives the official liberal position on abortion. We'd rather kill the kids than have them grow up poor. Arkansas already struggles to support vulnerable children. Nearly one in four children in Arkansas lives in poverty. More than 4,600 kids are already in your state's overloaded foster care system. Do you really think that your state is prepared to protect and care for even more children if abortion does become illegal there? That was an interview with Asa Hutchinson, who is the governor of Arkansas. Do you really believe that these kids might grow up poor and therefore we should kill them to make it better for everybody else? What? A lot of poor kids grow up to be spectacular success stories. You don't have to look any further than the sports world to find that.
So we should kill every little baby, black or white, who could someday grow up to be Tom Brady. Jim Brown. Jim Brown didn't come from wealth. Most athletes don't. Golfers, yes, for the most part. So we should kill off any potential success stories in this country. We'll never, you can throw the phrase rags to riches right out the window because liberals don't want that to happen. They don't want anybody to be born that might grow up poor. And who knows what they define as poor. So all of those wonderful, miraculous stories like Kathy Barnett would never exist in the liberal world. And see, that's how you clone people. They don't want, oh, get rid of those nasty, poor people. Once again, the liberals unintentionally unmask themselves as haters of the poor. They hate the blacks. They hate the poor. They hate everybody that isn't them. We hate poor people, so don't you think your state couldn't handle it? What do you want more poor people for? Kill them. Now, by that rationale, people should go down into the poorer areas of their cities and just start mowing people down. I mean, the adults shouldn't be alive either, should they? They're poor. Kill them. That's what Dana Bash and the official position of liberals means. We don't want you if you're poor. We want you dead. Once again, their bigotry and racism comes to fruition, reaches the top of the glass, and overflows. Poor? Screw you. (laughs) Boom, you're dead. The great Gale Sayers once told the story. Hall of Fame running back, Chicago Bears, University of Kansas, grew up poor, dirt poor. He always told the story about how anybody can rise from the ghetto or from being poor, but it takes a lot of hard work. Athletes, by the way, don't just go from the poor house to the mansion. There's a lot of hard work that goes into it, a lot of hard work, that most people aren't willing to do, by the way. You talk about golfers, and we all know a lot of golfers who are really good. Scratch golfers. They wouldn't even make the cut on the Pro Tour. Do you know why? Because as good as they might be, they don't want to practice six, seven hours a day hitting balls. That's what golfers do. Do you think Tiger Woods was born a great golfer? Jack Nicklaus? Arnold Palmer? Anybody on the tour today? It's nonstop practice. Not many people can do that. But if you're born poor, you should be dead. Thank you, Dana Bash, for that great Christian advice. And she asked the governor as if he's some sort of a stooge if he thinks that he wouldn't agree with that. What do you want poor people in your state for? (laughs) And then there's Whoopi Goldberg. I don't care if she was born poor. She probably was, by the way. And by any measure of financial success, she's hit that. So she would have killed herself. Good old whoopee. 
Dana Bash would have killed her, without question. But Whoopi decides to wade that big fat butt of hers into waters that she knows nothing about. And I mean nothing. And the truth is she knows very little about everything. But now she's decided that how dare the Archbishop of San Francisco tell Nancy Pelosi until you renounce your position publicly on abortion since you spoke it publicly and go to confession for your sin of being pro-abortion, you are not to receive communion in that diocese. Now, if you're Catholic, that makes perfect sense. If you're not Catholic and you don't understand where communion ranks in the Catholic Church, then you shouldn't comment on it. If you have no idea what communion means to Catholics, you should shut your mouth. Or, here's an idea, get educated. Find out how important it is. And it's not somebody, oh, we're just going to ban her. First of all, this particular archbishop, it took a lot of courage. He knows it, but he did the right thing anyway. But Whoopi wants him to butt out. The battle is starting to blur the lines between church and state. The archbishop of San Francisco is calling for Speaker Nancy Pelosi to be denied receiving communion because of her pro-choice stance. He's one of the priests who also called for President Biden to be denied sacrament. This is not your job, dude. <laughs> that is not, you can't, that is not up to you to make that decision. You know, what is the saying? It's kind of amazing. Uh, but, you know, what is the point of communion, right? It's for uh, sinners, it's the, for the for sinners. It's the reward of saints, but the bread of sinners. How dare you? How dare you? Now, I had to laugh when I listened to her. First of all, she was reading that word for word. She got lost in her little note card. Did you notice that? She says, what is the saying? And then she goes, it's really amazing. That's the saying? What's the saying that you were looking for? But then she waded into the real deep end of the pool when she t- started to tell us what communion is. She's probably someone who's never received communion, has never understood what it's about. The reward of saints for the benefit of sinners. Actually, it's not for sinners. Communion is not for sinners. It is the central part of a Catholic mass service. But if you are a Catholic and you are conscious of what they term grave sin, according to the Conference of Catholic Bishops, you can't receive communion. It's as simple as it is. So if you're a sinner and you're aware of it, you can't receive communion. You're officially excluded. If they consider you to be living in any kind of sin that is, by their words, a grave sin, So if you're conscious of that sin, you can't receive the body and blood of Christ. Catholics believe that the host, which is communion, which you receive, is the body of the living Christ. And that the wine is his blood. That's the belief. And unless you go to confession and confess those sins, the Catholic Church will deny you communion. But that didn't stop idiot pea brain Whoopi Goldberg from just making it up. 
whoever wrote her little note cards had no idea what Catholics believe. None. (laughs) I mean, Holy Communion represents the Last Supper. But apparently, Nanner doesn't get that. And certainly, Whoopi Goldberg doesn't get that. But it's laughable to these people. It's for sinners. Wow. How dumb can you be? And yet, you've got people that are going, oh, yeah, yeah, she's right. Uh huh, uh huh. Then you've got Houston Houston who decides to claim that she's a devout Catholic. Have you ever noticed these people always have to say, I'm a devout Catholic? Biden says that. Pelosi says that. Now Houston Houston says that. I'm a devout Catholic. Are you really? Here's Houston Houston on the devout Catholic that she is, completely not understanding what it's about. If you are truly a pro-life Catholic, then you have to support gun reform. Right. So you have to be consistent, and, and, and the church just is not consistent. And Greg Abbott really, has overseen 55 yes. executions. And, and Bill Barr actually, 55. under but, his watch, the but, federal government began to execute prisoners for the first time since right, 2003. But it, but so why are Nancy they weaponizing? Didn't, Nancy Pelosi didn't do that, but that's Why are they weaponizing well, the, the sacrament against Nancy Pelosi, but not treating Bill Barr and Greg Abbott and other pro-death penalties? Because... This is how this is how it becomes an issue. This is how Mm -hmm. abortion became an issue because people forgot why it was put in place. It was not put in place uh, to to do anything but keep women safe and clean. (laughs) Abortion was put in place like someone said, we're going to put abortion in place today. No, it had nothing to do with keeping women safe and clean. Abortion was the brainchild of Margaret Sanger, Whoopi Goldberg. Of all people should understand that those abortion clinics, Planned Parenthood, were put in black communities to exterminate the black race, you dumbass. Wow. Can you be any dumber than that buffoon? It's hard, unless your name is Sonny Houston, Houston. If you're a pro-life Catholic, you must be in favor of gun control, she said. Can somebody please explain the analogy to me? What's the comparison between believing in life and being an advocate for gun control? Now, her answer would be, well, you believe it's okay to take a gun and murder people. Nobody believes that. Nobody believes that. (laughs) These people are annoying. They're just absolutely beyond help from the stupidity level. They prove my stupidity doctrine over and over and over again. How about Whoopi there at the end? Pelosi didn't do that. The church did it. The church killed people? Who'd they kill? So if you're a pro-life Catholic, you have to be against guns. You heard Sonny Houston Houston say that because she's such an intellectual. She's the intellectual. How about them referring to Governor Abbott and William Barr? Because they're Catholic, 
And in Texas, Abbott is a proponent of the death penalty. Barr is a proponent of the death penalty as well as a Catholic. And somehow that's not consistent with being a Catholic. They're not killing innocent people. The death penalty is reserved for the most heinous killers. Should Timothy McVeigh not get the death penalty? Now, you can make the debate that, well, you shouldn't be playing God and all of that happy crap. But if you don't want to physically kill them, then here's what I would say to do with them. Put them in a jail cell without food and without water. Let nature take its course. Then I'm not killing them. They chose to die when they blew up a building with little kids in it. McVeigh made that choice that day. Now it's just a matter of how he's going to die. So let's let nature take its course. That way, freaks like these idiots couldn't accuse Governor Abbott or William Barr of being murderers. The death penalty is also designed to act as a deterrent to that kind of behavior, I might add. And it works. Now, not for everybody, because psychopaths don't care. But it might make you think twice, if you're thinking of doing something heinous. But there's your lesson in Catholicism from the great Whoopi Goldberg and Sonny Houston. Communion is for sinners, according to Whoopi. And if you're a pro-life Catholic, you also have to be anti-gun according to Sonny. <laughs> uh, and both of them, by the way, host and Houston, she was reading from her note card too, word for word. As a devout Catholic, I believe, oh, let me get my card. Here's what I believe, what this person wrote for me. But I'm a devout Catholic. Ah, so is Joe Biden and Nanner. She's a devout Catholic too. You know, as a Christian, you believe that you can't do enough good. You can't perform enough good acts on this earth to gain entrance to heaven. You gain entrance to heaven through your faith, through your belief in Jesus as your Savior and accepting that. But if I'm Jesus or if I'm God and I'm looking down on Nancy Pelosi and Biden, I don't care what you believe. The evilness of those people, the satanic actions they take against other human beings is enough for them to go to hell without pass and go, without getting 200 bucks, and inflation makes it 500 bucks. Monopoly game has to change. Now 500 to get pass go. They're unbelievable, aren't they? Have you lost your mind yet? Well, here's here's a way to lose your mind. Here Here's the final nail in the coffin for people to never vote liberal. Fauci speaking at Princeton's graduation and blaming all of the liars for all of the problems in our country, not, at least not admitting, but certainly knowing, that he is the gravest, most prolific liar of them all. Which brings me to my last issue, and this is a painful one. Our divided nation. I have spent my entire professional career in Washington, D.C. as a scientist, a physician, and a public health official. Although that career path 
is fundamentally devoid of politics in the classic sense. Being in Washington has allowed me to experience firsthand the intensity of the divisiveness in our nation. What troubles me is that differences of opinion or ideology have, in certain situations, been reflected by egregious distortions of reality. Sadly, elements of our society have grown increasingly inured to a cacophony of falsehoods and lies that often stand largely unchallenged, ominously leading to an insidious acceptance of what I call the normalization of untruths. What do you want to do to that guy? I mean, literally. That effing liar. Uh, Imagine him saying, first of all, the fact that he's lived his entire professional career in Washington, D.C., tells you everything you need to know about him. He said that his profession, though, has been devoid of politics. Really? You little political hack. You're nothing but a liberal freak who has no, no tolerance for any difference of opinion. And yet he claims those that have a difference of opinion are egregious distortions of the truth. Oh, his truth. But we've already proven that you lie and you lie under oath and you do it over and over again. So the egregious distortions of the truth are all on you. You lied about natural immunity. You lied about the vaccine. You lied about the masks. You lied about the social distance. These are things you just made up, mostly to cover your ass, because you're responsible for whatever bad COVID is called worldwide, or caused worldwide. It hasn't caused anything worse than any other virus, but whatever bad it caused, you caused it, and then you went along with the plan to fearmonger and lock people down out of their jobs, take kids out of school. This is all on you. And there's elements of society, he said, that believe these lies which go, these insidious lies, he called them, which go largely unchallenged. That would be you. The only time you've been challenged on your lies was by Rand Paul. And you lied. You lied some more. Just another reason not to vote for a liberal. And here's the final one of the day. While Biden's running around saying we'll defend Taiwan, which, again, I agree with, and otherwise made a largely irrelevant trip to Japan and Korea, I have no idea why he was over there. We have, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the Vice President of the United States talking about children of the community. You know, when we talk about our children, I know for this group, we all believe that when we talk about the children of the community... They are the children of the community. Thank you, Madam Vice President. Deep thoughts with Heels Up Harris. Doesn't get deeper than that. When you're talking about the children of the community, you're talking about the children of the community. (laughs) Does she ever hear herself? Is she deaf? Maybe she is. I'll give her that. 
She's deaf. Don't you have to be deaf to not hear that? How could you not hear that? That's just more poppycock. When you talk about children of the community, we're talking about children of the community. I'm going to talk about health insurance and Jordan Krugman. 314-602-4055. That's how you get the best health insurance plans around. Call Jordan. He's an independent broker. And, yes, if you're getting to be Medicare age, you're getting inundated with all the mail, all the sales literature, the brochures, confusing as hell, throw them away. Call Jordan Krugman. Take my word for it. Jordan Krugman has all of the answers for you when it comes to health insurance. He says about Obamacare. Cobra, much better options. Health, dental, vision, life, Medicare, 314-602-4055. It falls into the category of why would I not make this call? What kind of an idiot? Am I a liberal? Because if you don't make that call, you'd have to have the same IQ level. You might think your health insurance plan is a really good one. And you know what? It might be. But don't you want to be sure? Don't you want to be certain that there's not a better one? As I say, Jordan's an independent broker. He's not tied to one insurance company. He's going to sit down with you virtually, if you want, right in the comfort of your own home and get a take on what your finances are to afford health insurance, what kind of needs you have, and he'll marry the two and then present it to different companies and get you the best deal. That's why he's able to have plans that come with a zero deductible. With Medicare, Medicare supplements, Advantage plans, Part D drug plans, hospital indemnity plans, some of the Advantage plans, zero monthly premium. He's licensed in 24 states, Missouri and Illinois included. Now, you're a business owner, let's say, a small business. I like to put it to you this way. You've got some employees that are kicking ass. Do you want to lose them over health benefits? Because they'll go somewhere else. Jordan Krugman can help your small business. He can save you tens of thousands of dollars as he's done and give your employees a much better insurance plan in terms of coverage in every aspect. All you have to do is call him. 314-602-4055. That's Jordan Krugman. You know what? I thought with all of the nonsense going on in Washington, let's have a little happiness and joy uh, from the great movie Polar Express. The ending when the little boy still heard the bell ring, which meant he believed. Found this on the seat of my sleigh. Better fix that hole in your pocket. Mr. C. from Santa Santa really oh that's too bad what's this huh? broken huh. sorry about that sport come on kids we don't want to be late At one time, most of my friends could hear the bell. But as years passed, it fell silent for all of them. 
Even Sarah found one Christmas that she could no longer hear its sweet sound. Though I've grown old, the bell still rings for me, as it does for all who truly believe. Tuesday morning live on a whole bunch of different platforms, including KevinSlaytonShow.com, Spotify, Apple, Amazon. We're everywhere. All those platforms and more. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, the podcast uh, app on your phone, we're on there. We're everywhere. You can always call us no matter where you're listening, 636-538-0746. 636-538-0746. Wanted to change it up a little bit this morning. Give you a little bit of Christmas spirit here in May as we come close to the end of the month. We're almost six months from Christmas. We're getting there. Plus, I always love it when we have wonderful memories of our childhood and those of us who still believe now, that bell never stopped ringing for me. Never. Never, ever, 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 ever. But you know what bell does stop ringing? The bell of fairness. The bell of treating everybody well in your business. And you know who does that? Window World. Do other window companies? No, they don't because they gouge you. And the price difference between Window World windows and the competition is outrageous. And Window World gives you double-strength glass in all of their windows. That's not an upsell item. They do that standard. How do you get an appointment? Call 314-993-1800, just like I did. 314-993-1800. They're simply the best for less, and they'll come out and prove that that's not just a slogan. Hail had crashed through my windows. Got Window World windows. I no longer fear hail. You know what else I found out? Lower utility bills. Anytime you can knock outgoing cash off your monthly budget, it's a good thing, isn't it? Thanks to Biden's inflation, I can save money on my utility bills because of Window World. The preferred window of the Blues, the official window of the Chiefs, the window of the Slayton House, and their windows come with a lifetime warranty that covers all, all parts, glass breakage and labor, glass breakage. A double-strength glass allows them to do that. They also offer 18 months same-as-cash financing with approved credit. That's Window World, 314-993-1800. 314-993-1800. You know, there are those who believe, as a friend of mine believes, that Anthony Fauci should go before a firing squad. And if he does then I believe right next to him should be Andrew Cuomo. These are murderous people. In order to do what? Did they murder you because you had killed their child or their wife or raped their wife or their daughter? No. 
They killed people so that they could gain power. Now, how different is that from Putin? Everybody hates Putin. Everybody loves to hate Putin. But why don't you hate Biden? He murdered 13 of our soldiers and countless other people who got left behind in Afghanistan. We'll never know who they are. But he killed them. He killed your bank account. Cuomo and Fauci killed people intentionally and then tried to cover it up to hide their guilt. Somehow it still works for Fauci, who's basically been castrated under oath in a hearing with Senator Rand Paul. The mainstream media and universities should consider him a pariah. But here's Princeton inviting him to speak at their graduation. You don't need to know anything more about Princeton. That's all you need to know. Now, you also know they have safe spaces for their crybabies. But they don't want conservative speakers on their campus. They want the Fauci's of the world. I just talked about Jordan Krugman and his health insurance plans. If you have state farm insurance for anything, for anything at all, car, home, health, earthquakes, floods, get rid of it. Call somebody else. State Farm is donating books that promote transgenderism to Florida's schools for children as young as five. That comes out of a leaked internal email at State Farm. Wow. The company encouraged all of its agents. How would you like to be an insurance agent for State Farm in Florida and have the parent company telling you, you should volunteer to receive books about gender identity and donate them to your community? Wow. Here are the titles of the books. A kid's book about being transgender. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as a kid's book about transgender because kids don't think in those terms. Neither do sane adults. Another one, a kid's book about being non-binary. If you ask a child, what is non-binary? They'll look at you like you have five ears. And a kid's book about being inclusive. Again, they'll have no idea what you're talking about. Little Johnny, come over here. Have you been inclusive today? Huh? How about non-binary? What? Let's talk about transgenderism. I got to go play at recess. Sorry. My God, they're just trying to destroy children in this country. It's bad enough they want to kill them in the womb. Now they want to destroy them if they escape. You're not going to get very far. (laughs) You escaped death at birth like King Herod wanted to do. By the way, we talk about King Herod when he found out Jesus was being born and would be the new king. So he ordered every child two years old or under to be killed. Well, isn't that what we do here in this country? You don't even have to be a future king. You just have to be a baby. But we're not going to let you get far. Yeah, you got down the street, but here we come to your school. Here we come. We've got books. We've got books to wreck your life, you little transgenders, you little non-binary munchkins. And be inclusive, will you? 
whatever that means. What does that mean, by the way? If I'm to be inclusive, does that mean I should have as many black friends as I have white friends, as many Indian friends as I have Asian friends? Otherwise, I'm in favor of exclusivity. What does it mean? It means nothing. That's what it means. We already have laws that protect minorities in hiring practices. We have laws. We don't need a culture change. We have laws. Now, do you think anyone would ever be prosecuted for hiring a black female, let's say, who's unqualified over a white male who is completely qualified? Do you think that would ever happen? No. So the laws we have are shaky at best. But State Farm Insurance, shame on you. Now, that's where Whoopi Goldberg should be shaming somebody. If you have a little three-year or five-year-old, let's, let's start with five. Ask them those questions today. Hey, come here a minute. Is that person on TV a transgender? <laughs> I mean, don't do it to your kid because it'll, it's cruel. That is cruel and unusual punishment. Maybe non-binary. Sonny, uh, I know you got all A's, but were you inclusive at school? You better be because State Farm's coming after you if you're not. They'll turn you into a trans-Siberian orchestra player. That's what they want to do. They don't want you to be normal. What do you mean normal? What does that even mean, normal? can't be normal. You have to embrace all the freaks. And if you don't, shame on you, you heterosexual. It's unbelievable, isn't it? President Trump on Truth Social, the platform that he launched in February, reshared a post that included a comment from the president of El Salvador highlighting how poisonous United States national politics have become under Biden's regime. This is the president of El Salvador. So now we're getting criticism from El Salvador. Not Salvador up the street. No, not little Sal. The president of El Salvador. President Nayib Bukele says there's an enemy within the United States working to bring about the country's downfall. The most powerful country in the world is falling so fast, it makes you rethink what are the real reasons. Something so big and powerful can't be destroyed so quickly unless the enemy comes from within. That's what the president of El Salvador says about us. What in the hell is going on? What have I told you a hundred times on this show? Not that you didn't know it, but the liberals don't want you to believe it. We are mocked on the international stage. I love it when the liberal media and the liberals say, Joe Biden has brought back respect to the international community and our allies. Allies? We don't have any allies. All they do is steal from us. They don't pay their fair share of NATO. You want to pay a fair share, ante up for your NATO defense, or we're not defending your ass. That's what Trump told them. And lo and behold, they started to pay, but now they don't have to again. Wow. 
Of course, when President Trump retweeted that, Eric Swalwell, you know, the guy who was boinking the Chinese spy, went on Twitter to accuse the president of calling for civil war. He says Trump is advocating for civil war. Again, this should never be normalized. In other words, ban him from his own platform. Get the feeling that Eric Swalwell got the crap beat out of him when he was a kid a lot. I do. I really do. And you know what? Good for those guys who did it. He deserves an ass whooping today, little communist. If you notice, I'm in favor of a lot of people getting an ass whooping because sometimes that's the old fashioned way that works. I mean, I've had an ass whipping, and guess what? I didn't repeat what I did to cause it. Funny how that worked. Because I'm not stupid. You know who is stupid? George Conway. He's the he's the husband of Kellyanne Conway. This is a marriage that I've never understood, never will. All he does is spew hatred for Donald Trump, her boss even when he was her boss, and, of course, continues to do so today. Well, Kellyanne has written a new memoir, and she takes aim at her husband, calls his sneaky, almost sinister attacks aimed at President Trump, writing that posting things critical of the president clearly was cheating by tweeting and violated their marriage vows. How are these people married? Her book is called Here's the Deal. And then she says that Trump backed her more than her own husband did. She says, I had two men in my life. One was my husband, one was my boss, who happened to be the president. One of those men was defending me, and it wasn't George Conway. It was Donald Trump. Wouldn't you like to be a fly on the wall at dinner tonight in the Conway house? Unbelievable, this guy. She called him a narcissistic personality disorder and a victim of malignant narcissism. <laughs> now, I agree with her. That's exactly what that little runt is. But you married him, and you're still married to him. Why? Why would you marry a person that you says that you say has a narcissistic personality disorder and is a malignant narcissist? Those are strong words. She says that she tried to separate her home and her work life. But she says he, was he, her husband, was mixing the two of them in a combustible manner. She said he should have kept things in perspective, which he didn't. But he loved the attention he was receiving. To him, it was irresistible. She said he disappointed her by skipping the kinds of confidential civil conversations that spouses typically have when one has a change of heart or both agree to disagree. Like everything George did, she said, I found out about it after it happened or as it was happening. It was sneaky, almost sinister. Why not own it? Share it. Sneer in my face with a copy of tomorrow's Washington Post op-ed or next week's Lincoln Project ad. Carpe quadruple diem, Kellyanne Conway, 
a woman with the cojones her husband doesn't possess. But get rid of him. Now's the time. How can you live in the same house as that clown? That's got to be tough. Sounds like it's real tough. And for him, of course, he's just a, he's just a coward, spineless little runt, little little bitty man syndrome. If my wife said those things about me, adios. If she said them to my face, adios, probably. But if she says them in a book, I'd leave skid marks. Of course, then when I got someplace else, I'd say to myself, okay, let's examine this. Was she right? He won't. Liberals never do that. You heard Glenn Greenwald explain that earlier. They don't look at their policy and say, well, maybe I'm the one who's an idiot. Look at the economy. Look at the country. Maybe it's me. They don't think that way. It's gotten so bad for the liberals that they have trotted out a fossil to try to tell some more lies to us to convince us that Biden is a caring Uncle Joe. And when I say fossil, I mean fossil, that old, aging, decrepit criminal Bill Clinton himself. I was wondering where he was. He's been so quiet. But he claims that Biden places greater importance on helping the American people than worrying about his own popularity in polls. Well, of course you say that. If the polls reflected that Biden was popular, you wouldn't be saying that. Joe Biden has done exactly what he said he would do, Clinton says. Help America overcome an unprecedented pandemic. How did he do that? What did Joe Biden do that helped America overcome the pandemic? He discouraged people from national natural immunity, which all epidemiologists with a brain that we've listened to tell us is the best form, the best form of immunity from any virus. So Biden discouraged that. So he didn't help America overcome an unprecedented pandemic. What he did do was threaten people's livelihoods and, in fact, take them away if they didn't obey him. Clinton says he rebuilt a battered economy from the bottom up and middle out so that it works for all of us. How's it working for you, folks? Is it working well for you? It's not working well for me. In Bill Clinton's world, if we pay more for everything, including gas, and we take home less pay, that's a functioning Wonderful economy, worthy of praise. Is Clinton that stupid? No. He was a pretty sharp guy back when he wasn't a fossil. He was immoral as hell. But he wasn't that stupid. Now he's acting stupid. He says we still face stern tasks. Yes, like eliminating liberals from the United States of America, which would be my first move. Secede. Stern tasks. We need to tame inflation. He said, wait a minute. I thought you just said Biden's done some great things, this great economy. Why should we tame inflation? If he's rebuilt a battered economy, as Clinton says, from the bottom up and the middle out, whatever that means, it means nothing. Just more balderdash from an idiot. We have to tame inflation without causing a recession, he says, and combat violent crime. Wow, sounds to me like there's a long list of things your boy hasn't done. 
He says, we need a get-the-job-done leader who cares more about people than the polls, more about winning the future than rewriting history. That's what Joe Biden is and why I'm glad he's on the job. Let me take back what I said a few minutes ago. I said Bill Clinton couldn't be that stupid. I think he is that stupid. He's really dumb. He says Biden's created 8.3 million jobs. Lie, 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 lie. These these people lie and nobody checks them on it. He praised Biden for his foreign policy. You know, the foreign policy that has Ukraine being smothered and fighting for their lives and the foreign policy that has Taiwanese people knocking their knees at night. That foreign policy. Oh, I got you. The one that the president of El Salvador just ripped. Clinton says Biden has unified our Democratic allies across Europe. Of course he has. Told them they didn't have to pay anymore for NATO defense. He's isolating Russia (laughs) while restoring U.S. leadership on key issues, climate change, democracy, and human rights. What's he doing? Nothing. He's destroying us with the climate change bullshit. But the rest of it's a joke. He's destroying democracy, human rights. Human rights? Isn't it Biden who said people want to hide behind their right (laughs) to their own health choices? They don't have a right. A right to murder people, he said. Bill Clinton, go back in your cave. You're just as disgustingly immoral as you've always been. And on that, we shall end the show. But we will be back tomorrow fighting the good fight for you once again right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com live and on podcasts everywhere. Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it, we're there. We're on all of them. So check us out there. But we're back fighting the good fight again for you tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock Central Time right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody. (laughs) Ha <laughs>